I've been praying for my wife's depression. Nothing has changed. I've been praying for guidance, but no guidance has come. On and on the lamentations go. Week after week, month after month, year after year. I couldn't begin to count how many people I've counseled over the mystery, or I could even call it the agony of unanswered prayer. And I have decided to use the same memorable little outline with all of you that I tend to use from time to time in my private counseling sessions with individuals. It's not original with me. I have to credit a pastor friend of mine for his insight on this subject. And admittedly, at first the outline sounds a bit trite. But let me develop it before you dismiss its value. If you've been praying and nothing seems to be happening, think on these statements with reference to unanswered prayer. If the request is wrong, if what it is that you're praying about, if the request is wrong, God will say no to your request. If the timing is wrong, God might choose to say slow, go slow, wait. If you are wrong, a distinct possibility for some of us, if you are wrong, if something is amiss in your life, Maybe God will choose, instead of granting your request, maybe God will choose to say, you need to grow. If the request is wrong, God will say no. If the timing is wrong, God might say slow. If you are wrong, God might say grow. But if the request is right, and the timing is right, and if you are right, chances are God will say, all right, let's go. Let's grant the request. Now let me develop these statements so that you can apply them more effectively to your own situation as you pray. First, if the request is wrong, God will say no. There are such things as wrong or inappropriate prayer requests. You're aware of that, aren't you? Three famous disciples during the time of Jesus, Peter, James, and John, they accompany Jesus to the top of a high mountain and there, all of a sudden, God's full glory descends upon Jesus. The three disciples stand back in awe. They behold the splendor of God just a matter of feet from where they are. And they are so taken with Jesus' transfiguration that they say, Jesus, allow us to build shelters up here and we'll just live up here the rest of our lives and we'll bask in your glory. And what was Jesus' response in a word to their request? No. 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 Nope, not going to grant that one, fellas. We've got work to do down in the plains, down where people live. I'm not going to just stay up here and bask in my glory. Nope, wrong request. One time James and John came to Jesus, and they asked if they could make reservations for the best two seats in heaven. They said, we'd like the seat, one directly on Jesus' left and one directly on Jesus' right. Could you arrange that for us, Jesus? Remember Jesus' answer to that request in one word? No, no, no. I'm not going to grant that one, fellas. It's a wrong request. Another time, Jesus and the disciples were denied a travel permit through a certain part of Samaria. That denial aggravated the disciples so much that they requested Jesus to destroy the entire region with fire from heaven. Remember Jesus' reply to their request? Jesus said, no. No, I didn't come to torch people. I came to transform people. No, no I'm, I'm not going to grant that request. No, 
No. You see the point I'm making? The disciples were fully capable of making inappropriate requests of Jesus. And when the request was wrong, Jesus said no. Are you capable of making wrong requests to God? I am. I have. I do. I probably will in the future. Are you capable of making requests that are totally self-serving? I am. Are you capable of making requests of God that are patently materialistic, convenience-oriented, short-sighted, perhaps immature? I am. And our God loves us too much to say yes to wrong requests. If the request is wrong, God will answer the prayer, but his answer will be no, no, no.